Okay, hello everybody. Welcome to this oddball edition, late edition, early edition, whatever you want to call it, of Sportscope. Today is Friday, uh, November the 29th, 2019. I hope everybody had a thanks, a good Thanksgiving. I'm still full, still trying to uh, get situated. Uh, did not get a chance to do the program last night. So what I'm going to do this evening, everybody, is get um, basically combine those two shows into this program. I've actually got to work later on tonight for my day job. Got to work my day job at night. Go figure. So that's why I wanted to start this program early. Uh, got a lot I want to talk about. Lot a huge game, not just big game, huge games this weekend. A uh, lot of big games yesterday, primarily the Dallas Cowboy Buffalo Bill game yesterday. And it was, I want to say, as predicted, except I did call for Dallas to win the game and I called for the over. Did not hit that over. Dallas did not win it. Uh, Dak Prescott looked really bad if you watched all the game like I did. Uh, but there was a come out party for another coach player there, like I predicted, and that was Josh Allen. Go over his stat line, and I'll tell you why he is making a guy like Joe Burrow really be, hands down, the number one pick in the 2020 NFL draft. And I want to talk about why this Dallas Cowboy head coaching job is not what it used to be perceived uh, to be in the past. I'll give you candidates. Those of you who listen to Jerry Jones like I did, his quotes before, during, uh, not during, before and after the game, basically saying he's not going to fire Jason Garrett during the season, but he did not say, I'm not going to fire Jason Garrett, period. He said, basically, I'm going to talk about this and think about this after the season. He still thinks his team can go on a run, and they could go on a run and win a division, but I still think he should move on from Jason Garrett. I've talked about candidates before. Uh, sports, um, what was it? Uh, I want to say Sports Weekly. I'll, I'll give the reference, but basically there's a list of odds-on favorite of new head coaching candidates for the Dallas Cowboys. But first, let's go over last night's game. want to play a soundbite from Wednesday's program talking about Josh Allen that I said on Wednesday's program that I think that was going to happen in this game. And by the way, everybody, I'm also going to do uh, fantasy football, my daily fantasy picks, and I'm going to pick the games against the spread uh, also coming up in this program. But here's a soundbite from my show Wednesday about the Josh Allen. Josh Allen will have a come out party here uh, and play well. I do not think they're going to win. I do think that I'm going to have a come out party. This is his first Really big primetime game for Wyoming quarterback. Uh, had a lot of family members in the stadium with him for that game. Look at the stat line. I took him in fantasy. Did not win those Thanksgiving fantasy games off by a few points. But uh, he had 43 yards rushing, running a touchdown in, 231 yards passing, 19 for 24. His QBR was 77% completing percentage. Remember, that was the big knock on him coming into this uh, being drafted 
in the NFL was his completion percentage. Remember, he was drafted behind Baker Mayfield uh, in this draft and, of course, Sam Darnold. But uh, he showed off his cannon for an arm. Buffalo looked good. They're 9-3. and three. They are just, uh, I won't say a lock, but they, they're in really good position right now to get a wild card. Um, and, you know, the way I was watching him run the football and, and get first downs and elude pressure, unlike a Dak Prescott who looked confused in the pocket, uh, he, he threw, uh, he should have checked down. That's always been my criticisms of Dak. He's always wanting to go for the home run ball, and he simply should have checked that ball down in this game and gave his um, gave his running back an opportunity to make a play. Uh, being um, being Ezekiel Elliott, he did check the. I mean, I saw the ten targets. Most of those targets were were, were with the game was way out of reach. The uh, the uh, Throw to him called in the uh, for for going for the score on the fourth down. It's a terribly executed call because he does not he does not execute that play well. He Dak Prescott's always wanting to go for that home run, and a lot of that is coaching. Some of that is on Dak himself. A lot of it is simply on coaching and putting him in position to use the underneath game. You've got one of the highest paid. I think he may be at this moment the highest paid running back in the game. Uh, he is in his prime. He is a big part of this offense. He should be the top person in this offense, it's the top playmaker, especially especially when uh, the, uh, the defense has a great secondary and you have to play the underneath game like that New England game that they come off a loss from. On Sunday, you could tell they looked a little bit flat, but definitely what I'm basically saying in his stat line, I mean, QBR, 43.6, 355 yards, one interception. Remember that costly fumble in the first half did look bad. Like I said, very confused, did not use his check down like I thought he should. Another bad stat about Jason Garrett and this coaching staff is these Thanksgiving games. Dallas and and, and, and uh, Detroit play. Uh, Dallas with all their pro bowlers on offensive line, uh, their defensive pro bowlers, uh, their uh, true number one receiver, one of the best running backs in the game, arguably the best running back. They should, they should not lose to anybody not named New England on these Thursday games because they play every single year. They have a huge advantage against their opponents in these Thursday uh, Thursday Thanksgiving games. I went back and did a little bit of research since 2011. Look at the games they've lost on Thanksgiving. I'll give uh, Carolina, the Panthers, a 15-1 team, a Super Bowl team. Yes, they lost to them in 15. I'll give them a pass there. But they also lost to Philadelphia in 2014. They lost to Washington in 2012. They lost to New Orleans in 2010. Um you look at all those, that is less than 500, everybody. He's been there since um, 2000, and, of course, uh, last night's loss. Uh, Jason Garrett has been there since 2011. He's under 500 on these Thursday games. Are you kidding me? Even if you're playing one of the better teams in the NFL, these Thursday Thanksgiving games, you're playing teams that don't play these games all the time. 
making the case for why they should move on from Jason Garrett. Uh, hey, hey, uh, Prophet, good to see you, man. Sorry about the oddball times I'm starting this program. It's just I'm trying to balance a full-time job, and I got a lot on my plate, man. But I, I'm bringing the heat today. Uh, make sure and share this program. I got some really good takes about Jason Garrett and why this is a good job. This Dallas Cowboys job is a good job. That has not always been the case under Jerry Jones, and I'll make that here in just a little bit. Uh, but to Garrett, I mean, he's under 500 on Thanksgiving games when they have they're the, them and Detroit. Uh, Detroit is a poorly run organization, never really had a history of winning. That is not the same for, yes, yes, I called that, I called that in uh, Wednesday's program. Yes, uh, checkmate that. Yes, uh, for those of you on the podcast and, 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 uh, uh, person asked me, uh, Next prophet, one of my listeners here uh, on on Periscope, asked me about Auburn beating Alabama, uh, and and I called for that win, and Michigan beating Ohio State. Uh, that basically would eliminate Auburn in the Alabama game. If Michigan beats Ohio State, I still think Ohio State has a chance to get into the playoff. But back to the Cowboys. Okay, uh, like I said, Jason Garrett under five hundred on Thursday Thanksgiving games. Uh, been with them since uh, for eight years. Had steady quarterback play between Tony Romo and Dak Prescott for the most part. Uh, so, so we all think most people. Uh, I think he's got two playoff wins, no NFC Championship game appearances with Jason Garrett. Eight solid years there. What does that say? The Dallas Cowboy job is now considered a good job. Jerry Jones is not a uh, hair trigger kind of uh, owner slash GM like he's being perceived to be. He's not quite the micromanager like he has been perceived to be prior to Jason Garrett. Uh, the reason why I'm saying that, and quite frankly, the roster is doing really well, okay? They've got a top five off offensive line rated. Uh, Jerry Jones and his son, Steven. Sean Payton is thin with, yeah, yeah, Payton. I don't see Payton being this guy. I'll read up some candidates. Uh, Payton's done a really good job. I like, uh, I like, I like the uh, general manager there with uh, New Orleans as well. This guy's hitting home runs like nobody's business. But I'm just giving everybody the case why this is a good job. Jerry Jones is not Al Davis. He does not want to change the quote, game plan in the middle of the season. He does not want to call plays in the middle of games like Al Davis, the former owner of the Oakland Raiders, who's now dead, and his son now uh, owns the team and runs the organization. But so Stephen Jones and his and his uh, and his dad, Jerry, have done a better than average. They have done efficient job drafting and developing talent Look at their uh, players. Like I said, Lyle Collins was a seventh-round pick out of LSU. He is under a new contract now at right tackle, one of the better right tackles in the game. Uh, they have a running back in his prime under contract for four solid years. Uh, Vander Gash, excellent, uh, even though he didn't play yesterday, excellent linebacker for the uh, Dallas Cowboys. 
Jalen Smith. Took a chance on him in the second round. Excellent linebacker. Just re-upped his contract. He's got a second contract. The sensational player who rebounded from injury from Notre Dame. He's an excellent player. Byron Jones, uh, a first-round cornerback. They've hit it out of the park on their first-round picks. Byron Jones, Zach Martin, uh, just to name a few there, everybody. Getting a little sideways on my notes. Okay. Uh, Amari Cooper trade was money. They got Dak Prescott in the third round. Uh, even if they don't sign him back, that was a well of a pick there. Um 27th pick was Byron Jones in the first round. Zach Martin, uh, Tyrone Smith, their left tackle. He was a first-round guy. Hit it out of the park. Remember the Johnny Menzel story. Uh, this is why I think that Jerry Jones is slowly relinquishing power to his son, which is a good thing for you all, Dallas Cowboy fans and NFL fans. Remember Jerry wanted to draft Johnny Manziel, the busted quarterback, eventually over Zach Martin. His son talked him out at the last second. They drafted Zach Martin guard out of uh, Notre Dame. Turned out to be a great player. Not a good player, but a great player in the guard position. Johnny Manziel busted out. He is currently not in the NFL. So you have a great roster. This is a good team. Uh, this is an underachieving team. This is a team where the owner is the GM with him and his son, but they're not micromanaging. There's no there there are no rumors of other than him coming out on the radio and publicly talking about the team. He just wants to feel like he's more hands-on part of the success. I feel like they have gave this guy, Jason Garrett, eight solid years. Uh, he could have been fired a couple years ago. But uh, Jerry Jones has hung on his son. He's listening to his son. He's listening to his daughter with marketing opportunities with the stadium. The brand has never been at a better uh, for a team that has not been won the Super Bowl in well over 25 years. Uh, this is considered a great job, everybody. And the perception of it, sporting news. Okay, listen to this. They have not won the Super Bowl. Well, well it was 1996. Do the math on that. I think we're talking 23 years. If you want to be exact, when they beat the uh, Bill Cowher-led Pittsburgh Steelers was their last Super Bowl, and that was with Jimmy Johnson's players. It is what it is. Uh, but they have had a few 13-3 and three seasons, only to come up short in the first round with Tony Romo and a few years ago with Dak Prescott beaten by the great Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. So anyway, Sporting News put out a story this morning, and they've got a list of, of head coaching candidates who are the odds-on favorite to get this Dallas Cowboy likely job opening. And like I just said, it's a good job. It's really considered a good job now. This is no joke, guys. No BS. Uh, the favorite is, is somebody that I have not even thought about coaching in the NFL. Uh, according to Sporting News, the favorite is Urban Meyer. Yes, I said it, Urban Meyer, the former head coach of the Ohio State Buckeyes and a watcher of Sports Scope. Watch multiple episodes. Thank you, Urban. Uh, he is good. The team will play efficiency. But here's the problem that I have. With Urban Meyer, he's only had one efficient 
quarterback to be an NFL player, and he's really a glorified backup slash game manager. That is Alex Smith. Uh, the, the, the storm has to be perfect for this guy to win. Not really a good record in the playoffs, quite frankly. I don't think Alex Smith has ever won a playoff game. Yes, he does uh, control the player personnel. Someone asked about that next profit. Uh the thing is, but that's not too much of a bad thing now. You do want your general managers to uh, talk with the coaches. It, it, it depends on how much of the head coach's opinion uh, has weight. I will talk to Stephen Jones and Jerry about that before I signed on the dotted line. That is correct. So, But that being said, look how well they have drafted everybody. So uh, Urban Meyer would not be uh, – I mean, we're talking, you know – we're talking Tim Tebow, Car- uh, Cardell Jones, Dwayne Haskins was not even uh, – Jay Gruden did not even want Dwayne Haskins. Uh, the Redskins are rumored to be looking for another quarterback next year. Uh, he was a reach. Uh, you know, these quarterbacks have not played well. Only one that's had any kind of limited NFL su- success was Alex Smith, and that was way back at his – uh, Utah days when Urban Meyer coached him. So I do not think Urban Meyer would be a good hire. Other coaches that's being mentioned, uh, Jim Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh's personality is simply too strong to jail with Jerry and Stephen Jones. He would not be a good fit. He had a fallout with the ownership at the San Francisco 49ers. I cannot see, uh, I cannot see Jim Harbaugh coaching with the 49ers. Yes, I like Cal Shanahan. I think he is the real deal. Someone asked about the 49ers. Uh, other names that's been brought up, Nick Saban. Uh, another guy, Nick Saban, way too strong a personality, major control freak, better for the college game. I would pass on Nick Saban as well. These are all college coaches. No coordinators were mentioned in the Sporting News report. There are no hot coordinators that are expected to be looked at for this job. That could change, of course. That was the next one. Someone mentioned, your men, you're on the same line. Dabo Swinney. Why? Well, Dabo Swinney does have an excellent staff. His staff hangs with him. He is a big family atmosphere kind of guy. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys, I saw the all or nothing documentary on the Dallas Cowboys like I did on the Carolina Panthers, they preach family, the Jones family, uh, very religious man, and Dabo Swinney. He is kind of like the uh, coach of the, uh, the former coach of the Washington Redskins who won three Super Bowls with three different quarterbacks. His name is slipping my mind at this moment, but Dabo Swinney, the head coach of the Clemson uh, Tigers, would be one that has not came up before. And anything else, remember, he coached Deshaun Watson. He said Deshaun Watson's going to be the Michael Jordan. Uh, his teams have developed and got better as time goes along. Uh, his, he has a low, low turnover from his staff. His staff has stayed with him through all this success. Two national championships uh, will be in the playoff this year. He has achieved everything he can. He just signed a huge contract. Dabo Swinney has signed a huge contract. Um, has a, a signed a huge contract 
with the Clemson Tigers. Jerry Jones would buy that. Uh, Jerry Jones will, is close to 80 years old. I think he may have already turned 80. It was 77, 78. He's pushing 80 years old. He's in the twilight of his life. He wants to win like nobody's business. Dabo Swinney will have that defense popping. Uh, he is familiar with college games, college concepts. He is an older coach. He's not one of these super young, uh, quote, air quote, genius-like coaches. So I think Dabo would be an excellent of the new candidates been mentioned. Lincoln Riley's obviously uh, the main guy that's been talked about uh, from most of the standpoints. Uh, he is very good with quarterbacks. He would be good with Dak Prescott. However, he is very young. He's under 40 years old. Uh, he doesn't have that much head coaching experience with uh, Oklahoma. He would have to have a veteran defensive coordinator like a Wade Phillips and like a Sean McVay, who I think is going to burn out eventually and get fired, like I said, on Monday's program. Uh, I think he's a little young. My personal favorite, obviously, like I've said before, would be the Florida coach, um, Dan Mullen, who coached Dak Prescott with Mississippi State. I still stand by that. 47-year-old, 47-year-old between him and Dabo Swinney would be my two odd-on favorites. Dabo having a better staff than a uh, Dan Mullen, but Dan Mullen would be able to work well with Dak Prescott. That team was the number one team in the country with him and Dak. Dak got better every year under Dan Mullen. Dan Mullen would be an excellent coach. He's at the right age. Florida, he's had some frustrating times. He's not recruiting that well at Florida. Has a lot of motivation to leave Florida, if you ask me. Uh, Dan Mullen would be the guy that I would go after at if I'm the Dallas Cowboys between Dan Mullen and Dabo Sweeney and Lincoln Riley would be my third choice. Yes, I said it. I know everybody else is singing the praises for Lincoln Riley because he look, he's done so well with the quarterbacks. I get it. But Dabo Sweeney, he has coached Deshaun Watson. He, he, he is impeccable. I mean, he is unbelievable college coach. His development of players, his long-term outlook on things, and uh, his great staff. The defense would be so much uh, better under Dabo. Plus, Dabo was a former receiver, so he is an offensive-minded head coach, even though his defenses are fantastic at Clemson. So Dabo Sweeney, between him and, and Dan Mullen and Lincoln Riley, those would be my three that I would put my money on, all college coaches. But that's okay. There's no coordinators that are really standing out this year other than maybe Greg Roman. From I don't think that they're built to run that type of offense to the T that the Ravens are running right now. But I'm sure Greg Roman may be, may be a candidate. But uh, like I said, I do not think that they would want to go that route. That is just a food for thought. He's the only one that I think that even be thought about as being looked at this year. Okay. All righty then. Okay. So that is all I have to say about that. It's a good job to sum things up. My thoughts on Dallas Cowboys and the job to be. It, 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 uh, you don't have a micromanaging. Uh, he doesn't micromanage the play calls. He will be in uh, Jerry Jones and Stephen Jones. He, he does handle the, um, the player selection and all that stuff. But look, they've done great, you know. Joe Brady, LSU, 
Yes, yes, possibly so. And, 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 you know, like I was talking about Josh Allen, he makes a guy like Joe Burrows be the number one pick. Look the way Joe Burrows plays at LSU. Look the way Josh Allen played yesterday. I've seen this a lot out of Josh Allen because I watch Red Zone. I watch all the games. And he is a primetime player. He showed it. He can elude pressure. Uh, you definitely need a scrambling quarterback. You don't need a, quote, running quarterback, but you need a quarterback in this league that can get out of pressure. Joe Burrows looks like Josh Allen, uh, uh, how, but he has a higher completion percentage out of college. Remember, Josh Allen, is uh, the big knock on him was his low completion percentage out of Wyoming. So, like I said, that's my take on him. That's my take on that game. Uh, that is my take on Dallas. Again, it's not that bad a job. You have a winning roster right now. You can make a change at quarterback if you would like. There's several quarterbacks in this year's draft. You still have a great offensive line. You have a great running back still in his prime. You have an excellent defense. Maybe could use a piece or two here or there at, at, at uh, safety and linebacker or, no, or safety and corner. But other than that, you have a solid defense to build on. You uh, you have options at quarterback if you don't want to keep Dak Prescott. Uh, you have an excellent owner, and plus you have the biggest brand in sports, and that's the Dallas Cowboys. What more else do you want? This owner will pay you whatever you ask. Uh, he will assist you. Uh, he is a band. Uh, he has some vanity issues. He is going to talk about the game. He just wants to be part of the process. He meaning Jerry Jones. I kind of have a better understanding for him. And remember, Jerry Jones says, I don't have time to have a bad time. He says, I never, uh, I've always regretted, I've never regretted overpaying for anything. I've always regretted trying to get out too cheap on something, whether it be a player, uh, a stadium deal, or whatever. So he will pay the money, and I, and I think he would pay your staff as well. So Dallas Cowboys, uh, coaching candidates, which a lot of coaches watch this program, including Urban Meyer. Uh, look at Dallas. Ask questions. I wouldn't hang the phone up if Jerry Jones called me. Ten years ago, Jerry Jones called me, I would hang the phone up. 2019 in November, if Jerry Jones called me, I would not hang the phone up. If I'm a hot commodity head coach at Prospect in the NFL or college, okay? All righty, let's go over week 13, everybody. I'm going to go through the games real quick. Well, I need to change out my uh, my podcast. Every 25 minutes, I've got. Okay, week 13. A lot of big games on here, Next Profit. Uh, Ravens, 49ers. I've wrestled with this game all week. I was actually leaning all week towards the 49ers because the Ravens come off a big emotional game. And they played on Monday night. Teams that play on Monday night traditionally do not play as well. The following Sunday, I was really leaning towards taking this 49er team. But D Ford is out. Um, Remember the last, and it's supposed to be raining. So that favors the running game. Who's got the better running game? It's obviously the Baltimore Ravens. But the San Francisco 49ers are not too far behind them in running offense. Okay? Going to be really exciting. That being said, uh, remember the Washington Redskins, one of the worst teams in the league. Uh, they got a lot of pressure on Jimmy Garoppolo. It was raining in that game. It was a one-score game with Washington. Uh, 
this uh, San Francisco team did pull it out at the end. But you're talking about Washington Redskins versus the Baltimore Ravens, the absolute hottest team in the NFL right now. So I cannot go against this Ravens team. Uh, you know, like I said, I don't think they're going to run off with it. I mean, they are five-point favorites. I could see them covering that five. I thought they were going to be 10 to 12-point favorites coming in. That uh, Vegas didn't get too crazy with it. I think the Ravens will cover, but I do think it'll be at six or seven points. I do not think this will be a blowout because they do have a good running defense, and the Ravens did play on uh, Monday night. They are coming home on a short week after playing a West Coast game. They lose a full 24 hours. Plus, D. Ford is out, one of the best defensive players for the 49ers. They're going to need every single piece of uh, every single bullet in the chamber to beat this Baltimore Raven team. Robbie Gold may come back. That also may help the San Francisco 49ers, but they're going against Justin Tucker, one of the best kickers in league history. So I cannot go against the Baltimore Ravens. I think that they're going to win this game uh, 24 to 17 is uh, the score I'm looking at for the Ravens. Maybe a little bit lower than that. I'm going to take the under because it is supposed to be raining in Baltimore on uh, Sunday at 1 o'clock Eastern time. Okay. Other games. Okay. Rams and Cardinals, the other team that played. On Monday night, uh, there was a late injury report, uh, hamstring injury for uh, Kyler Murray. He is left as left as being questionable. That being said, Kenyon Drake, David Johnson, the running game for the for this Arizona team. Um, if Kyler Murray plays and he's healthy, I can see this team winning this game. Uh, the Rams are only two-and-a-half-point favorites. The Rams played on Monday night. The Arizona Cardinals, they could possibly get that. The Arizona Cardinals, everybody, those of you who came on, if you got fantasy questions, I'm just going over the games, making picks. I'm going to get to my daily fantasy in a little bit, but I'll tell you this. If you got any fantasy questions, feel free to ask them. I'll stop what I'm doing, and i answer your fantasy football questions, okay? So, um... I think the Cardinals upset these guys, pending a late scratch by Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray plays. I like this running game. I like this defense. It's gotten better. Um, I'll go over some fantasy plays a little bit. I like the Cardinals to get the mild upset against this reeling L.A. Rams team who's playing on a short week, playing against a team that they can run the ball like nobody's business. And you better believe that Kyler Murray – Will uh, and uh, Cliff Kingsbury, these guys will take a page out of that Raven playbook and use it on against this LA Ram team who looks like might not even make the playoffs at this point. Okay, I had to start off with the big game there. Uh, let's see, other games here. I'm going in order now. Actually, you know what? I'm going to go back to the other big games of the week uh, Patriots and Texans. I really wanted to pick the Texans in this game because of uh, the Ravens or uh, the, the Patriots have, have went to another kicker. They got Kaya Forbath. They they've already cut Nick Folk. Uh, the, uh, the the flu bug was going around in the Patriots locker room. Um, 
Ryan Izzo is out for the Patriots. Ryan Izzo will not play for the Patriots this week. Uh, but that being said, that uh, Deshaun Watson is running around a lot. Uh, he hangs on to the ball too long. He forces the ball into coverage. Uh, this is the best secondary they're going to play. Uh, I just cannot see it. He's loose with the football. Uh, Tunsil will be back there, but I cannot imagine even the team that was sick this past week losing this game. The Patriots are three-and-a-half-point favorites. I'll take them to win this game by four points, 20-16, uh, to 16, uh, and cover that slight edge there. The Patriots beat the Texans on Sunday night, which puts this AFC South wide open for the uh, Tennessee Titans and the Indianapolis Colts. I think there's a chance the Tennessee Titans could be in first place in the AFC South come Sunday night. Okay? A little bit of a mouthful there. Uh, let's see. Broncos, Chargers. Chargers coming off of a bye week. Not a lot to play for. Just a little bit of pride there. Austin Eckler, Melvin Gordon like this Charger team to run the ball well. Looks like Drew Locke will play for Balt or for Denver. Uh, he will be coming in and playing in for the uh, uh, Broncos so the team can evaluate him. I don't think they play that well. I think the Chargers go in there and control the clock, control the tempo of the game, and get the W. Okay, Raiders. Raiders got annihilated last week. 34-3 on the road at the Jets. I simply think they were flat. I simply think there was one of those issues where they, they, they've come off too many big games in a row, and they underestimated this Jets team and this Jets coaching staff and got their rear ends handed to them. And quite frankly, they got embarrassed last week. Um, that being said, they're playing the Kansas City Chiefs. I know Damon Williams is not going to play. I actually think that uh, coming off of bye week, LaShawn McCoy has found a fountain of youth. I think he'll play well. I think uh, this team will play well. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I'll do that probably next week, man. Just go back and watch my other – I don't know if you watched last Next Prophet Wednesday. I did go deep into college. But anyways – um, Patrick Mahomes has a good game. I do think the Raiders are, are going to help. I'm going to take the Raiders in the points. I'm taking KC to win this game because they got Josh Jacobs, because they can run the football, because they do have Waller, uh, the tight end. I do think that they, they're going to play well. They're not going to play well enough to beat Tyreek Hill, Travis Kels, and uh, uh, Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid off of Vaz. He's at, uh, he, he's got a well of a record, him and Bill Belichick. He's one of the best coaches in the history of the game off by weeks. I just wish he would coach his defense better. Uh, that being said, I will take the Raiders to cover that 10 points, but I think the Chiefs will win this game at home, everybody. Um, they're just too fresh leg of a team. Other big games. Okay, this is another game I struggled with. The Vikings, who have an excellent defense, they're at Seattle, okay? Uh, very tough game. I know Luke, um, Luke Wilson's out. It looks like Jadavion Clowney is going to be questionable all the way up to game time, the defensive end for Seattle. 
this is a primetime game. This is another big road test for Kirk Cousins and this Minnesota team. It looks like it's going to come down to the game time for Adam Thielen to play. I'm not going to bet the world that Adam Thielen is going to play in this game. It is on a Monday night. He may play. He may not. I just can't see Kirk Cousins and this team playing well enough to win the game, although they've got the running game. They've got the defense. They've got the tight end. they still got Stephon Diggs. Uh, but Wilson is playing so well. I still think Seattle will probably win this game at home. Wouldn't be surprised if it went the other way. But um, you know what? We saw that Dallas is not really that good. So we're really not really sure as sports fans how good this Minnesota team really is. Are they good enough to make the wild card? Yes. But are they good enough to win games and get possibly in the uh, NFC Championship? I don't know. My answer right now is no. I think I think they're going to lose this Seattle game. If they go to Seattle and, and, and use uh, Cook right the way they need to and, and, and Cousins makes the right throws and the defense plays discipline and they get a few turnovers and make Russell Wilson uh, throw off of his back foot, which he doesn't rarely do, yeah, possibly they can win this game. But I don't think that's going to happen. I think Seattle will find a way to win this game at home. It'll be a very close game. Seattle is a three-point favorite. Um, I, I would just say that's probably a uh, 20, uh, 27 to 18 kind of uh, – 27-24, excuse me. So I wouldn't know if I would bet the points. I'm just going to say Seattle wins this game, everybody. Okay. I'm getting a little bit crazy here on my picks because I'm going out of order. Okay, another big game. A lot of people talked about Miles Garrett, uh, James Harrison, former Steeler, talked to Steelers that were on the field, talked to some players out there. Like I said on Wednesday's program, Miles Garrett basically got caught lying. Uh, Mason Rudolph did not call him a racial slur or anything like that. That being said, Miles Garrett still suspended, and Mason Rudolph is being benched for Hodges, the other quarterback. I did not blame Mike Tomlin for doing that. Uh, Rudolph did not look really that good at Oklahoma State. I thought he was overdrafted. Um, but that being said, the Steelers, um, the Steelers are playing at home. Uh, Hodges played well before. Remember, they went on the road and beat the L.A. Chargers. But you know what? I love this combination of Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt that the this this um, that this Cleveland team has. I like this Cleveland team to play well and win the game. Juju Smith-Schuster will not play. James Conner will not play for uh, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's going to be uh, really banged up. There's too many ways this team can move the football in Pittsburgh offensively. Uh, if Hodges can pull this off, this will keep him, solidify him as a number two quarterback behind Ben Roethlisberger next year, not unless they decide to draft another quarterback, which I would look into if I was Pittsburgh. Um, I like Cleveland to get the road win. Vegas actually has Cleveland as a two-point favorite on the road, and you usually get three points at home. So they're basically saying that uh, Cleveland, this Cleveland roster as it is constructed versus this roster as it is constructed as of this moment is better than Pittsburgh, and I would totally agree with that. I see the chemistry there. Mayfield does not have Baker Mayfield does not have to do much, but when he does have to throw, he's got Jarvis Landry. 
He's got Odell Beckham to throw to, and he's got two really good running backs to get the ball in space, especially a fresh leg Kareem Hunt. I like uh, Cleveland to sweep Pittsburgh for the season. When's the last time that's happened? I would have to go back in the almanac and look that up in uh, Cleveland Brown football history. That would be a heck of a feat. Other games. Okay, Green Bay. Um, Aaron Rodgers really got humiliated. Uh, this team got humiliated on the road, 37-8 to eight or some crazy score like that, playing this team, uh, coming off a of bye week, playing at San Francisco, got humiliated there. This game is going to be cold and rainy as well. But I like Aaron Rodgers. I love Devontae Adams in this particular game. Uh, I think this team bounces back. Really bad secondary. There are injuries to the New York Giants. Ingram, their great tight end. Uh, Rhett Ellison, I think, is that other tight end or receiver. Whatever. He's not going to play in this game either. Daniel Jones in the rain. I can see him causing uh, fumbles and stuff like that. I like Green Bay on the road to get an easy win and cover that six-point spread. The Packers on that one. Washington at Carolina. Okay. This is a great fantasy game for uh, McCaffrey there. Christian McCaffrey, I like this team to play well at home. They're 10-point favorites. Not sure if they'll win by that much. I'll take Redskins in the points, but I'm definitely taking Carolina to win this game. I think Cal Allen bounces back. I think that they're uh, playing well enough on defense. And um, Washington got their first win under Dwayne Haskins last week, but no can do, no cigar this week. I think they'll keep it within 10, though. I'll take the 10 points in Washington, but I will take Carolina to win this game. Other big games. Okay, Tennessee. This is a big game as people, uh, uh, Tennessee Titans fans, AFC South fans. Really big game coming up. With the Indianapolis Colts here, T.Y. Hilton is not going to play in this game. Marlon Mack will not play in this game. Tennessee, red hot. Derrick Henry, questionable, but he looks like he's going to play. Ryan Tannehill fighting for a starting position for a few more years in the NFL. Here's your opportunity. The Colts are only a point and a half favorite. I take Tennessee to win this game and to be in first place because I think Houston's going to lose that game. at. Uh, you lose that game against New England, and I think, uh, well, the Colts of our, our, the, the Jags are already one game back anyways. I think Jacksonville will beat Tampa, of course, at home. But um, I, I do think that Tennessee gets the road win over this Colts team. If the Colts pull this off, it would be another big notch under the coaching staff's belt. And, uh, of course, their quarterback there, Jacoby Brissett. All right, Eagles-Dolphins. Uh, Eagles are 10-point favorites. I'll take the Dolphins in the points there. Uh, Carson Wentz, I think he bounces back this week. Remember Zach Ertz? He's questionable. He might not play. Dallas Godert, love him as a fantasy play in that game as well. I think Philadelphia pulls this off, but I think this is going to be a one-score, three- to five-point type of game. But I do like Eagles to get the win at the Dolphins. Dolphins playing much better. Uh, I could see the Dolphins possibly pulling off the upset here. Don't get me wrong. And, of course, last but not least, Jets, Bengals. Um, uh, Donald playing really well. Adam Gase playing well. 
Uh, Andy Dalton, of course, he's back. The offense has been playing better under Dalton. Andy Dalton will get a backup job in this league. He is a solid, solid fill-in guy. I wouldn't hire him as my starting quarterback, but he might be my backup any day of the week and twice on Sunday. So, uh, But I still like the Jets to get this win. They're three-point favorites. I think they'll cover that, and I think Darnold will play well because the Bengals secondary is terrible. Okay, fantasy. Okay, going over the winner from last week. Didn't uh, This is the Daily Fantasy $3 uh, team there. Ooh, I got to hurry to show up. I'm really getting behind here. Uh, 44 points. I'm going to have to do a third uh, thing here on my – it's a long 